Hey guys, we are back with another episode of Bad Dinner Guests. I am your host, Kev, and right across from me is... Oh, hey. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say my name. Nope. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Well, my name is RJ. I'm sorry for the rough start there. My phone's screaming at me. Uh, what's up, everybody? I like it. It felt it felt like the first time, you know. <laughs> it was good. Hasn't felt that way in a while. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, it really hasn't, though. It really has. Actually, I think the first time we were, like, so prepared that it was almost overdone. Probably. If I had to guess. It, it feels better this way. You know, yeah. I think it... More natural. We, we were talking about it before we went live, and some of the other guys in the network, they have a thing. You know, I don't have my thing yet. And we got, what's up, people? It's your boy, you know, it's Sean B. Or, hey, it's your boy, Lucky. You know, I don't have a thing yet. So, right now, maybe my thing is just awkward intros. You know, I'll be like the the consummate amateur. I'll just, I'll just never make that next step. I'll be like the uh, like a local color commentator, like a, a guy calling Indians baseball games or something. Like, oh man, he was clearly safe. You know, there's a guy. Everybody's like, oh, you curmudgeon. It'll be me. I'll be that guy of the podcast world and just stumble for the first five to ten minutes. It feels right. You know, maybe that'll be our thing. We were wondering what our thing would be. Maybe it would just be that consistent beginning stumble and everybody will be listening in anticipation to see like what it leads into. Like how how will they fuck up this week? Although can I say the last one felt like a full tilt stumble? Whatever episode we did last the entire time felt just like a com- I was with a friend, but it seemed like a complete just stop and go. Was that am I wrong? No, it was it was difficult. We were we were on some different levels last episode of late night tips and you know we we had some live listeners and they were texting in to some of the some of our hosts. Okay. And I think that created a bit of a distraction. But I'm not I can't be upset about that because you know Oh, I wasn't saying I was listening. mad. I just remember oh, just, so little of it I had to ask. That's, that's why. Like, I can't be mad about it. I wasn't positive. Or maybe it was just me over here, like, I think this is going nowhere. And then, like, somebody would yell. It, I didn't think it was too bad, but okay. it was... That's good news. We continue to grow. <laughs> here at Bad Dinner Guest Network. Yeah, and it's, it's wonderful. We've actually, like, since you started, really, even, came a long way. Like, where everything's at now, like the blog... BadDinnerGuest.blogspot.com. Ooh, love the plug. But no, like, just, it's kind of crazy. It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. But I, you know, on that note, tonight's episode really is kind of kind of a throwback, kind of going to our roots. If you see the title, it's called Taboo Tuesday. Uh, not, not the wrestling event, but... You know, the idea of being bad dinner guests was that we would have conversations that aren't always necessarily popular or things that my parents told me never to bring up at the dinner table. So we have a list and we're just going to kind of tear it apart and figure out why we can't talk about these things. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these things you and I have no problem discussing, RJ, but... uh, Yeah, I openly ask you to call people and call out your bullshit on the air, like... To me, even. So, no, I don't think we'll ever have an issue with that. Like, I love that. And if it's recorded, it's even better. So, actually, that's the only time I really love it is when it's recorded. Otherwise, it seems pointless. 
Uh, otherwise, it's just a pointless Twitter beef. Yeah. <laughs> but those, those you know, yeah, those, those, those do keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, unless you ignore them, which is the beautiful thing about Twitter is I can easily forget to check it, which I do all the time. So, like, if I'm in a Twitter beef, like, I just naturally fall out of it the next day. Yeah, because you just forget. Yeah, it's such a... You got you to keep feeding that fire. It goes out quickly. It's a medium. Yes. I don't know why it caught on. I hate it. Fucking 160... There's a fucking, like... It's not a taboo, but it's a gripe. Fucking Twitter. <laughs> 160 characters. How are you supposed to... And that's how you get to, like, people just having conversations and links with fucking, uh, like what's the title of the article and that's their news because they can only fit that much so you get the title of the article and the link and then they're like well it says it in the article russia must have done it <laughs> yeah i'll bring my uh conspiracy theory i'll bring my tinfoil hat into the into the ring here for a second and just suggest that this was all part of the inside plan to dumb us down and mm. get us writing in acronyms and reading only highlights but they didn't even force it down our throat like twitter's still no, not making yeah, a profit <laughs> <laughs> oh i know no we there's no theory here we're willing participants of of it that's my theory <laughs> on the world right now is yeah. you get in what you you get out what you put in so yeah. we did this to ourselves i'm a completely unwilling participant in twitter completely yeah see i I don't love doing it. I mean, shout out to our uh, Twitter followers. We love you guys. Yeah. We we, we do work hard to at least <laughs> post our stuff there. I would just rather you they like follow to the Facebook or yeah. something like that. You can have actual discussions on that as a medium. Twitter, you have to like have fucking five tweets to make a point if you want to like cite anything. Well, you know, brevity is the soul of wit. I'm going to do some uh, <laughs> Google. <laughs> Boom. <sighs> but, I, you know, I... I don't disagree with you. Twitter Twitter is hard work, and I hate... I don't shorten words, so it really kind of limits what I can do. You I, still won't I will never. Words? I will never spell please, P-L-Z. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Lock me up and throw away the key. Uh, so yeah, so Twitter is definitely not my world. I got you. That's fair. That's completely... We're on the same page then. So what... When you... Off the top of off the to, off the cuff here, what do you think is like the most taboo topic? What's the number one thing you you would never bring up drunk at a bar unless you were ready to? You should get, say sober at a bar, <laughs> or sober. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm. No, that's what I'm saying. Even Holy drunk, crap. you wouldn't you wouldn't be willing to go to it. Like, is it? If I was never going to bring up a topic at the bar, right now, gee, I wish you would have given me that one when I was writing on the notepad earlier. Oh, that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Jokes. But. <clears throat> okay, Trump ain't that much different than Obama. Okay. You know, like, I guess Ooh. if I had to, like, be like, I want to make everybody here hate me. That's probably what I would just, like, say really fucking loud and just assume it's going to go somewhere because it opens so many doors. Because, like, there's real news coming out about Trump that shit he's done but then there's so much like fake news or just headline news or just like look what the government's doing that they were doing before but like now we're going to talk about it news just that kind of thing or just like the fear mongering news like Trump's going to lock up all these people and that kind of shit in concentration camps <laughs> but right yeah no people actually like it's that kind of stuff you know you're going to get a reaction from it so I'd say right now that's probably the most taboo thing uh, the other thing would be like abortion rights abortion issues that kind of thing Oh, but yeah. again, that's one of the Trump things that's going to come up because of Trump. 
So, if I have to go outside of Trump, I'll just stick within my own realm because I've noticed when I bring this up, I make people uncomfortable. So, uh, is kind of is loosely related to Trump. I continue to hear and see all these Facebook posts uh, comparing Trump to Hitler, and they make me laugh. And the the part where I bring in the the taboo topic as I mentioned you know if if you don't think Nazi tactics have been used by our government on you since right after World War II then you've been asleep for a very long time I mean and that's the one that I I noticed that people really don't want to discuss or they really want to argue it with me but if they actually looked at a lot of the tactics they a lot of them are applied um, there there are a lot of things uh, a lot of little or or at least you could compare it. Like, you could compare our nationalism to Nazi nationalism. Like, we sing, you know, a lot, a lot of... And I'm not saying we're the only ones that did it, but... Um, yeah, no, no, no. Like, I, I wasn't giving you that look for that reason. Okay. But you could say the same thing about, like, Whirlpool, because they use some Nazi tactics. And you could say the same thing about the Cleveland Browns, because they use some Nazi tactics. Like, it's really easy to say they use Nazi tactics, because the, ta- the Nazis were really good at advertising. And then they were really nationalistic, which is tribal, which is like team. I mean, there's so many different like easy routes so you can compare shit to the Nazis. I mean, they all drank water and put fluoride in it. Yeah. So it's just that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so that just like if you bring Trump up in a room, there's so many different fucking routes. Uh, the Nazis put in interstates. Look at them. We're basically Nazis now. Yep. We have an interstate system. So like I don't know. I it's just such an easy grab. I hate it when people make the Nazi argument. Well, so do I, and that was sort of my point. Like they, you know, it's. Except for in the case of, uh, like, basically uh, genetic engineering and, like, the take on, like, the morality of, like, whether a human deserves to live and that kind of thing. I think you should, because that's what we hate the Nazis for. Well, but they, but see, and that's the worst part about it. We hate them for that, but all they did was steal our idea. The eugenics, I thought their the eugenics movement, there and we picked it up. The eugenics movement started in the United States. I thought we picked I thought they wrote about it over there. It came got picked up here. They admired like Hitler and them admired that that it was getting picked up here and it gotten stated there. But I thought it was German like all the people that were writing about it are the people that engineered it in Germany. I thought. Well, I wrong? you you may be right. What what I do know is that the eugenics meetings in the United States didn't stop until Hitler rose to power. So right. it wasn't, it was a shared concept at the very least, but it was, it didn't even stop. uh, Darwin's nephew was one of the, uh, founders of the idea of the eugenics movement. And so there, there's a taboo though. Hmm? It didn't stop though. It just became Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah. There's so, a number of great quotes you can look up on the internet about, I can't remember the founder of Planned Parenthood's oh, yeah, name. I can't think of the name off the top of my head either. But that's what this show's about. Yeah, but Ayn Rand gets such Look a terrible fucking name for some of the like things she said, but nobody ever mentions some of the things the founder of Planned Parenthood says because that's like the liberal like, look what we have. Like that is still their like thing that's been somehow kept on the back of everybody else. Well, only a third of it, though. That's the other thing they fucking leave out, though, is that two-thirds of it is already, like, privately funded or donations. So, like, asking for that other third to be picked up by people that, like, all support it, I don't think that's such a big deal. But I don't know. What do I know? 
they already say our tax bill's so fucking low. So imagine like how many pennies per year we're actually paying for Planned Parenthood. You think they could just like everybody that liked it could just send in a check every year, and it'd be like two dollars. So just do that. Yeah, but then people wouldn't send that two dollars in. They just like auto withdrawal is a thing now. Like when a tsunami hits a fucking foreign country, everybody texts uh, the Red Cross, and they bring in millions. Like it's not that hard. If everybody's so into it, like it really wouldn't be that hard to privately fund any like pet project. If it was gone, like if the government quit funding it tomorrow, there's no choice. Oh well. Like if okay. you were just like okay, two fifty a year auto withdrawal out of your account. Is that really that like hard to do in this era? No. Especially no, you have Facebook that. Pay now, so you don't even have to like keep your card up to date. They just send you a message like, "Hey, will you send your two fifty? It's that time." <laughs> like I don't know, you could do that for anything. So I just I don't I don't see any reason why you can like even support forcing people who disagree with you to pay for it. Like your body, your choice. We'll keep it your body then. <laughs> like, yeah. don't ask for my money, and then maybe a few people will quit talking about it. But I don't know. That yeah, I think that uh, could be a, potentially a route to the solution because we probably agree on the idea that it's really not the government's right in in my opinion to make that decision um no. it it's more of a religious decision <coughs> than anything i uh, i want to disagree well well I, okay maybe not a religious decision but it's it's that seems to be the the main argument is you know i don't see i don't see non-christians standing out in front of the abortion clinic that's two blocks away from our house i only see people with crosses and You'd bibles you'd be surprised so you really would okay but uh, go on. I'm sorry. No, I'm, go ahead. I, I don't really have a point there. It was just you'd be surprised. There's, I'm well, not you wanted Christian. to argue the religion that it was more than just, just religion. Is it you're talking about the debate of when is life considered life? Because exactly that is yeah. Because I mean, Christians will agree that it's not. It's sperm and egg separated. So like, women don't get stoned to death for having their period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they already agree that there's a point where neither of those things are fucking useful. But at the end of the day, right now, Christianity seems to own the moral debate as far as everything that isn't bad i guess in a way because they've always been consistently against things that we still kind of view as bad like drugs and alcohol and stripping you know what i mean and we still have sin taxes on that kind of shit but at the end of the day there's a lot of people that aren't religious sin taxes well that's what they call them though <laughs> but on soda let's build that wall yeah fucking the separation of church and state yeah but anyway um, so yeah, like they own the debate, but there's still a lot of people out there that just for like, if there's a government in general, I mean, if we're going to like have any philosophy we live by, there has to be a point where you agree that a baby's a baby. And I, it, that could be at any age. And like, I had a kind of joking Facebook post about it the other day, but really like at any age we could decide that that baby is viable. It's not like nine months in but when it's still inside the mother it's any more viable technically than when it exits like it can't it still needs outside support you know what i mean so is the mother responsible for it then because now we're saying it's like outside of her body but she created it is there no issue there and then why is it like when it separates from the fucking vagina when it finally exits all the way like now she's responsible for it and the dad that didn't have any say in whether she kept it or not is suddenly responsible for it so there's a lot of reasons I think you need to define life so you can then define those responsibilities to people, whether there's religion or not. But And that's more why I have an issue with it all. Just And it's a slippery slope. We were talking about the Nazis earlier. 
It really isn't that hard if you have a fucking Donald Trump that's actually a Nazi in office. If you already have a strong, like, compass that says human life is basically worthless unless it's, like, the best. Or if it's, like, viable. And you can look at, like, the Florida abortion statistics. The majority of mothers that have abortions, there at least, I haven't seen anywhere else, to be completely honest. So they may be anomaly. But the majority of mothers, it's just for financial reasons. Okay, what is... So... You can't afford it then. We can't afford it when it's 20. What's the real difference? All of these people live on welfare and we can't afford them. That mother couldn't afford. What's the fucking, why is the state somehow more responsible for something you create than a mother when she creates it? You know what I mean? That's a real weird thing to me. Like, (laughs) I, I don't disagree with you there. And like, additionally, another thought that I have towards it is just sort of, we do have an issue with having such a large population and at the rate that we're growing, I just don't know that it's a good idea to completely make it illegal to stop, you know, like we're at, so if we do, we, do we stop it right there or do like you said, let this person grow to be 20 and then we have <laughs> 8 million new 20 year olds and we can't feed any of them. And then suddenly the entire world starves or we fight a resource war and then we <laughs> nuke the entire world and then everyone's dead. So the- Good news. Which is, one is the actually the moral decision? The good news is is that when uh, the world is like when your surroundings are developed, you tend to have less children. When you're doing better financially, you tend to have less children. So all of these developed societies, even China, is seeing like their population is actually starting to decline. And we know China had like a crazy like birth policy, so, but so is Japan, and so are we. And like the projections are over the like next thirty years for there to be like a problem with people having kids. There's countries right now that are actually giving you tax benefits for having more kids. So it's not like that kind of thing balances out and you see like animals do it. And I kind of believe we're animals, but we see animals kill off their kin uh, when the population gets too high or we see them stop breeding. So it's not really that unnatural to do it at all, but it's also not that unnatural just to stop breeding, which is what we also are seeing. So people are only having one kid. Or they're choosing both to pursue careers and vacation and have zero kids. Or adopt somebody else's kid. The only problem is religion and the Catholics tend to like, and the Muslims tend to like want you to really have a bunch of kids. And the Hispanic population in America is growing. So that might kind of counter that shit out. We'll see. Because as we know, the Catholics aren't big fans of abortion no matter what the government says about them. So, I don't know. But I'm not that worried about population, like, explosion for that reason. Just because that tends to balance itself out. Okay. Well, that's fair. I just I, I just thought it was worth mentioning. You know, if, yeah. if, you, if you take enough step backs, you can see a moral dilemma either way. It's sort of like the uh, a very apples to oranges comparison here would be in The Watchmen when... Ozymandias is like, well, there's either going to be World War Three, and the entire world will be destroyed, or we'll fake, we'll do that, we'll run this false flag attack that makes the world think they're attacked by aliens, and the world will unite, and there will be peace as they prepare for some fake alien war that will never happen. Um, so it's like, like I said, way different than. But I'm just saying, you take some steps back, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, short term, I see exactly what you're saying. Like, life is life, but in the long term, if if you take abortions away there is also that possibility of over because yeah okay the population's settling off it could could go down but i mean abortions, abortions have been also, a part of that they're all they're an all-time low so, fair uh, that's fair i don't know 
And maybe that, that also I read online. So again, I didn't do any fact checking on that one. So I should probably look it up and cite it later. But it was from a credible source. I remember that. We need Nate on an episode soon. <laughs> Nate, we really do. Shout out, bud. <laughs> Come look some stuff up while we talk. Please. Yeah, actually, I should probably tweet at him. Uh, by the way, bad dinner guests on Twitter. Check it out, everybody. Yeah, give us a reason to be active because it's right now. It's kind of a bummer fest. So here's something crazy. Did you have something? No. So. Well, oh, yes, but no. Oh, go go ahead. for it. No, go ahead. Okay. So we were all bitching about like all of this like executive power that Obama was accumulating for himself, and all the like Republicans were like, "You don't know who will be next," and like. A lot of Democrats were like, you know, it was basically anarchists rather than Democrats were like, you don't know who will be next. You don't want this. And then my whole argument <laughs> against Bernie Sanders. was Exactly. You don't know who comes after him. But we got who came after Obama and we were all like, what if it's a crazy warmonger that wants to lock us all in prisons? And then literally we vote who everybody is claiming is that in <laughs> Yeah, but I in in uh, in Does the it not world feel like the Matrix in the but yeah, but in no it it really tends it lent, it leads you to the idea of topomancing where it's like if you fear something enough you think you can think something into existence maybe they that's what we did and the wish came out like eight years ago holy shit it's the secret like oh, the, the secret. secret has like you know the that negative end of it too it's like the shining we you know, just created our own conspiracy yeah it's you I just it. the power the. The power of the mind. We we created our own worst enemy in in the presidency. But again, in two thousand six, everybody <laughs> watched in two thousand six. They voted years. in Obama. They all were full of hope. They were like, we all have seen the secrets on Netflix now. And then they watched it, and they voted for Obama, and they wished it in, and then they got real scared, and they got exactly what they feared. But again, between the two options, either way, it would have been a warmonger. Oh yeah, this one's just a little. Seems to be a little more, bit more of a loose cannon. Like, here's a cool thing: there might be a pro uh, legal marijuana guy put to the head of the FDA. Y- you know, like you wouldn't have seen that with Hillary. It would have been a pro like insurance agency, and big pharmaceuticals, and everybody would have kept quiet about it because at least they knew what they were talking about. <laughs> oh, they they work for the insurance agency. They'll know all about it. They'll be able to help. They're friends. Well, you bring up another sort of taboo issue, especially right now with everybody on the Trump hate bandwagon. Um, what do you think about the? There, it's more of a conspiracy theory. I have to, I have to put that out there. The idea that some of these protesters are getting paid by the opposition. You know, George Soros's name gets tossed out there like a. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good reference there. I don't know why I started because that, that out, is like the re- like. Scared Republican, like cat call. Yep, that's that. that <laughs> George is just Soros like, money. He's the rich one they think about. Yeah, it's like, oh, I. That's the uh, you stumble across an Alex Jones video on YouTube, and the next thing you know, you're talking about George Rush Soros. Limbaugh. Oh, Rush Limbaugh's yeah, in on that too. All the fucking time. Uh, that's like that. I've heard this that name since Clyde like Lewis the nineties. He's just he's he's the go-to <laughs> guy. Yeah. He's the he's the scarecrow, the straw man. Uh, what I, I think the Craigslist ads were fake. I think it's really easy because I post Craigslist ads for mm-hmm. like stuff I do. I think it's really easy to post Craigslist ads around. It's your really state. easy to post prank Craigslist Craigslist. So ads. I would like to see somebody reply to it, document replying to it, document getting a check and all of that before I buy into any of those fucking ads. Which is what journalism would be. There would be a fucking 
that's what we should have done and put it on the blog. But there would be an article out there of this is me trying to get this money. And somebody would have fucking tried to get the money. And either at the end of it, they would have had a check and been like, yeah, there's somebody actually paying for this. Or they would have been like, yeah, I applied for it under six different names with six different resumes. And I didn't get any of them, not even a call. And then they would have known. But yeah, I think there's like private funding for some of the stuff. I mean, we saw DNC emails about it. So right. that Russia hacked, what we still say Russia hacked the election. That's a fucking pet peeve. I hate that shit. If Russia hacked anything, it was emails. It wasn't the election. They leaked emails. Well, that's the that's the the argument that I believe they would be trying to make if they could articulate it would be that by leaking those emails, they influenced our election. So that's okay. the thing. Is that's like Watergate influenced a fucking uh, whatever presidency. I mean, it uh, got, impeachment. Yeah, an impeachment. I mean, resignation. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but that's like getting, it's almost like the mob mentality. It's like, well, instead of being mad at the criminal, you're mad at the rat. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, why? It, who cares who it came from? Okay, yeah, I understand that they're not our ally in, in a lot of people's minds, but what what does it matter if the information is there? Yes, it influenced your, would you not, would you prefer you have not been influenced by fact? Or are you mad because you felt that it only put your party in a bad light? Were they just hoping like, well, there were no, there were no Republican hacked emails? The fucking is that what what you know what is it? Nobody was bitching about Petraeus getting fucking fired or resigning over the fucking FBI investigating his emails, his private emails. Nobody, and that's how they uncovered an affair, not even anything really job related, a fucking affair. Like, nobody gave a fuck about that. And that was even under Obama. And nobody gave a fuck. Yeah, the scandal-free presidency. I remember. (laughs) Right. Uh, Wasn't... Nothing ever happened Now, was he the president that had the Secret Service agents uh, that got caught in Mexico, like, getting hookers and shit? Or was that Bush? I want to say just yes. (laughs) 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 I believe both are probably correct, but whether, whether either is reported, I don't know. I'm I'm googling it because yes. I want to know. Google, Google, Google. But was was there a t- was was there a question? <laughs> I feel like you asked me something and I completely talked off of it. Oh no! Yeah, the original question was if you thought the, there was a possibility that some of these protests were being paid for. Oh yeah, yeah. And that doesn't I mean that there. And you did answer that. And that yeah. doesn't mean that there aren't legitimate people there. I know obviously they are. What I'm suggesting is when you turn on CNN and you see people throwing things through a window and and breaking things that maybe they might be uh collecting paychecks i mean it is well documented the um uh going off the cuff here there were two british agents arrested in a middle eastern company or company country well (laughs) that's a freudian slip (laughs) (laughs) reasonable yeah uh they were basically undercover you know just as as Muslim men shooting off guns, not really doing any legitimate damage, okay, yeah. but sort of a basically a, a minor terrorist act, and they were arrested, and uh, the Brits demanded they were let to be let go, and it didn't happen, so they came in and got their boys. So it's not something that it's something that may or may not be documented as to, it's it's well rumored about. You know, if you'd be uh, 
it'd be quick for you to find a conspiracy theory video about our government doing things like that and false flags and inside jobs and all that, but uh, I don't know that anything like that has been uncovered. Uh, did you find what you were looking for, the prostitute scandal? Oh, yeah, it happened under Obama, but I had something I wanted to say on what you were saying, and I can't remember what it was because I started tweeting out that we were live. Oh, <laughs> man. I know, I hate when that happens. I wish we had a timer. I really do, too. A little tick, 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 <laughs> tick, 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 tick. Definitely. Uh, can, you, can you, like, roughly repeat what you said? Maybe I'll remember it. Oh, man, the other guy was driving. I don't remember. Okay, I got you. Um, That's fair. No. no. <laughs> Just didn't know. We, oh, man. Oh, I wanted no, to ask I what you thought about it. That's all it was. I just oh. wanted to ask what you thought. If you thought it was like privately funded, what you thought about everything. Oh, I think there's definitely, uh, there's there's definitely, oh, man, I'm going to sound like a real fence walker here. I could see it being possible. I don't have any proof to it. So to me, it's all sort of theoretical or hearsay at the moment because I haven't done any research that would prove to me that it's being paid for. But I could see absolutely why it would be. Um, it either there are definitely enemies to this presidency, but I'm not even the conspiracy theorist in me thinks up this sort of theory that who better that like look at what Donald Trump has accomplished in two weeks as far as get, keeping this country polarized and divided. Like if the idea were to be under some more totalitarian sort of military state this guy's the best guy to do it because he seems to be inciting a lot of chaos and the <laughs> best way for martial law to be come down and we to ha and us to have armed people in major cities would be for riots to break out and the un strong cities initiative to be used and then there's boots on the ground and then i didn't go to un but i was thinking about that today i just went national guard because that's i mean they use yeah. that, that but i mean state. so much of the un forces are ours anyway so yeah. it'd be yeah. our guys they just have blue hats on i feel like we would be less scared to shoot at them if they had blue helmets because we know they still won't shoot back we saw hotel rwanda so <laughs> i don't know i don't think they would use the un because there's so many good old boys that already hate the un that they're just like fuck yeah these are foreigners too <laughs> <laughs> But like that's not a bad <laughs> argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I was thinking and we about clearly this. don't need it. We saw Boston. Like apparently the Boston PD like has a tank. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about that today too. <laughs> but a we bombed like SEAL Team Six went in and fucking killed an eight year old girl and a bunch of other bad guys. I'm sure. But uh, the Boston bombing, we didn't fucking <laughs> drone strike that fucking boat with the kid in it, assuming it was the right kid. We sent in a fucking team. We didn't fucking, like, incendiary bomb the neighborhood and just be like, yeah, fuck it. And we didn't, like, miss. They didn't, like, accidentally blow up a hospital instead of the boat the kid was hiding in. Like, you know, there's just... We make so many exceptions when it's right around here, but then we're like, well, it was in their neighborhood, so they shouldn't care. They shouldn't have terrorists there. And we had a fucking terrorist here. Like, this guy lived here. And we want them to, like, use the different tactics over there and don't expect them to make more. And that shit pisses me off because we didn't level a fucking neighborhood for them. Or the fucking, we didn't level a neighborhood in the, for the shit in California. We didn't level a neighborhood for the shit in Florida. We didn't level a neighborhood for the shit in that church. Like, the police came and got that kid. They didn't just blow up the house that they knew he was in. They were yeah, like, they well, he's dangerous, that, so let's, uh, let's get a predator drone in here and just take it all out. Don't want to hurt our boys. Like, they bought him a sandwich on the way home. And that, and that, uh, exactly. And, and that brings me to one of my rants. 
it's so some of the same people on social media who will say or who used to say in relation to reading news about drone strikes like oh yeah those terrorists got themselves some freedom are now the same people in these rants on on Twitter and Facebook talking about how Donald Trump is Hitler because of this this Muslim ban and I'm thinking okay well you supported <laughs> when we created terrorists by well helped create more terrorists by just bombing the shit out of these places like what do you think you would do if if you watch your whole family get blown up you know I'm not saying what they're doing is right but I'm saying we can't we have to accept some of the blame for creating this monster and then so how and I, and again I'm not trying to defend any sort of ban on that end either what I'm just saying is you how can you on one end say I'm all about killing these fuckers and killing the innocents but when you want to try to do something to stop those enraged people from coming over here and getting revenge, then that's where I have my, that's where I draw the line. Like kill them all you want, but don't stop them from coming over here after <laughs> you've done so. Yeah. That's, well, that's where I, my, it, I, I doesn't, I don't understand. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't want them here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I'm not supporting the ban by any measure. Legally it was, it's completely backed legally. 100% backed legally. I'm not supporting the ban. But yeah, I don't support bombing them by any measure, but I don't want a bunch of people that have been displaced to finally get settled down and have some time to think and then be here and get pissed at the people that we are already talking about displaced them. It's already all over YouTube and Facebook and everything else. Like, it's not that hard to read. We fucked that up. So I don't really want them over here for that reason. Like, now they get a chance to breathe and, oh, get a job and, oh, make some money. And, oh, now I'm living with the motherfucker that killed my uncle and, like, made my mom so scared that we ran over here instead of Egypt or whatever the fuck. You know, I just, I don't want it. Um, At the end of the day, do I think, like, the government has any place setting who gets to go somewhere? No. But if I was an airline, I probably wouldn't be picking people up from there. And if I was a property owner, I probably wouldn't run a property to somebody from there. I wouldn't want them anywhere near my, like, neighborhood. And it's terrifying. Are you not like I think it's ignorant to not be afraid of somebody that, you know, your tax dollars displaced and maybe killed part of their family. Like we're all liable for that shit. And we haven't been saying shit about it. We were too busy dressing up as vaginas. Like, where is our outrage about it? There's they're not going to look through the news and see fucking eight years or 12 years or 16 years of the entire American people being like, we don't support this war. They're going to see the majority of senators and congressmen consistently funding it. Who elects them? We do. Yeah. So can at the end of the day, it falls on us if we're still paying our taxes. And I can't publicly broadcast if I pay my taxes or not to these motherfuckers. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want them here. But that's the soundbite that's going to get pulled if I ever get famous. Is just mm-hmm. that I don't want them here. Yeah. I. But for I, real, do I don't. You? Yeah, I don't disagree with your logic. My my thought is the. I understand why why you don't want them here. I think in all cases it's a case by case basis, and I don't agree that anyone has the decision on whether or not they get to come here. But like you said, again, no one should be obligated to to rent to anyone, to sell anything to anyone. If you should start your own business, to I, I believe, but then again, I believe in self sovereignty. I don't believe that any of these people should be lording over us and telling us what to do. Right. I believe their sole purpose is to convince us that they are needed to rule over us. They're gonna get taxpayer dollars to live here. They're gonna get a stipend. 
Oh, I understand that, <laughs> but my, like my thought is, is I just you're paying for it too. Yeah, but we're also paying to to know, kill them that's all. That's crazy. We're paying to kill them all and then bring them all <laughs> we're over here. We're ourselves in two separate ends. But the thing is, yeah, we have to stop it on step one and not because yeah. stopping it at step two then just helps. You know, either way, I mean, we're creating this problem. Yeah. But there wouldn't be terrorists coming against us if we didn't try to force our will over there and and create oh. de- de- democracy and uh have you ever tried to convince somebody to blow themselves up like it's not that easy i'm sure like you have to be really mad and then to come like across the fucking ocean and blow yourself up and like not even like a 0.1% of our population take out for it like you have to be fucking pissed and probably a little stupid but I don't know, like, it just wouldn't happen if they couldn't connect you to prior to their problem. And I don't yeah. know so much that, like, you can just make the jump from religion to I hate this random ass country. Like, why America then? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I guess my counterpoint would be like, well, why do we hate Russia so much then? Because, because of, of our, the Cold War? Yeah, that's all it is. And isn't it funny that the fucking Democrats were making fun of Romney and saying it's the 21st century... Why are you still talking about the Cold War? Why do you still want to like uh, be scared of Russia and be at odds with Russia? That's how Obama, one of his running points, was like they were making fun of him being like anti-Russian, scared of Russia. Palin saying she can see Russia from her house and how scared she was from it. And now we're supposed to be paranoid of Russia now that Obama's gone? Like we can just flip right over to that and forget about it. But I'm kind of autistic and remember that shit. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, something's not adding up. But yeah, we were supposed to be over the Cold War. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that that sort of shows you how I guess a, a boogeyman can be created. But I I tend to agree with you where it's we we are responsible if if they didn't have any if there were no grievances against us. Again, yeah. not condoning what these people are doing. I'm just saying we aren't blameless, and we we need to understand that and fix what we're doing. You know, that can be our sort of effort to try to correct the problem yeah. instead of continuing to go over there. Uh, I understand the moral dilemma. You you hear these stories about these terrible dictators and, and what they're doing to their people and they're killing. It's like, well, you know, they, those people deserve to be free. But I... And I, I really... I don't have an answer for you there. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily know if I should say that we should completely stay out of that, but... The Middle East? It, anywhere, just anywhere in general, just any place where there's, you know, whether it be what we did with Saddam or just any of the number of places where we've come in and, and killed a, a dictator and helped install a new government. I mean, is that really our place? Like, when... when we should we're, talk about on 60 Grit sometime. Okay. Or we can do it here, but that's up to you. Yeah, that's... That's pretty political. That's but just... Yeah, that's... that That's where I sit with that, and that's... So a conversation you really can't have very often no, that to is true. your average person. No. Um, because we have been bred since elementary school to be the consummate good guy. We are just all, we have always been the good guy. We all want to be police and soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> and it it's hard for people because we associate ourselves so much. And that's the scary part about nationalism. The scary part about sports is you build this like tribal mentality and i think one of the worst things for a human to do is to put this is going to be another really thing uh, i really can't believe i'm about to say um i I think it's a bad idea to put 
the team and 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 family and country before self. I think that's where we've gotten all turned it, around and where we're backwards. Yeah, it should so be. Self needs to be number one because if you can't tend to your own backyard, like how are you going to help me fix mine? Yeah, uh, and, and stuff like that. Like if you don't have you you right, you're no good to anyone. So why would you put all these things above you? Uh, it, and it, and you see, a lot of successful people in this world can be deemed as selfish, but I, I, I do think that. Uh, that's one of our issues here. I don't disagree at all, but it's funny how selfish we are until it comes to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and we we want supposed <laughs> to like sacrifice and go above and beyond. Yeah, well, because that comes with responsibility. You know, no one really wants to to be well informed. They just want to take what's easy. You know, to stay up to speed. You know, a quick download. Um, you know, I've heard the. Uh, it, during during certain investigations, you're telling friends, you know, at a bar or something, what you've been looking into, and they, I've I've heard I've heard them all before. Things like, you know, I, well, my life's too hectic for me to worry about trying to save the world and stuff like that. And you know, my only re- retort to that usually is, well, if someone doesn't t- look into this stuff, like nothing will ever get fixed. If these conversations aren't had, there's no way to ever come to a solution. I'll never pretend to have an answer, but I recognize that you have to have the conversation to even get the ball rolling towards one. Yeah. And that's why I think political correctness is is the enemy. Uh, you you have to talk about things that make you uncomfortable, or you'll never get comfortable with them. And who wants to be, you know, we're we're the 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 king of the jungle metaphorically. Like, who wants to be scared about social taboos? You know, you climb to the top of the food chain. What to be to kept in your own little safe place, just to hang out in your closet and write in your journal? Like, no, you gotta talk about what makes you uncomfortable until you're not uncomfortable about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you're supposed to like get over weird anxieties and stuff too. Uh, until you get these new age pussy fucking counselors. I want to talk you through it instead, <laughs> but now nah, throw your kids at that shit. Fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck? You've been, s- <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Of it? You've been working on something over there. Oh no. Like when you were saying, like you told people like, you have to have the discussion because nobody's having the discussion. That's it's like, I just always told people it's like being do, done behind your back. Like whether you, because you don't know about it, cause you're not looking into it as being done on your behalf, like with your dollars and your name on it. And that's how you get terrorists. And then you're like, why are they here? And it's because shit's been being done on your behalf and you've never taken the time to look into it. You just pay that bill every month. It's like somebody has a credit card out in your name and like, everybody's coming to collect on it. Like they've been buying Coke or they've like stiffed them on the bill a couple of times. And now they're coming back because your name was on that card and blowing you up for it. And you're like, why? Well, he had a card in your name. Like, that's why. Like, I, probably badly worded now. No, but you I, get what I, I'm that, saying. No, I, that's a, I've never heard it put that way before. That makes a lot of sense to me. Well, it doesn't work at the bar. So I probably should work on it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I challenge you... To, to try to yes, Can we well, play yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in th- I was thinking Pokemon, but uh, they didn't duel in Pokemon. They battled. Well, I called it a duel. Faggot. <laughs> you can't Tuesday. say that. Yeah, you Tuesday. can't say yeah, can't. that. It's Taboo Tuesday. I can say what I want. Do you miss that word? Faggot. Yeah, I've never stopped saying it. Are okay. you shitting me? That and retard. When I get yelled at for it, I say I'm just like I, sorry, like go away. Yeah, I, I used to get yelled words. at for retard all the time yeah. uh, by someone <laughs> who had a, a handicapped sibling. 
And it bothered me because I I would never call a handicapped person a retard. I have I understand that. Yeah, I don't believe in magic words either. What if but a retard does something retarded? No. What if they're mentally retarded but they're like on a tenth grade level, but they still do something that like a toddler would do? Can you say that was retarded? I think if you're if you're their friend, I think you can get away with okay. it. Because if they have a tenth grade level, they probably at least have a tenth grade sense of humor. And they would give you a pass on that okay. because they're your friend. Okay. At least I would. But then again, I'm I'm a person who welcomes if people never, making fun of me yeah, because I'm only retarded. Please feel free. Yeah. The same. Okay. Cool. Right I I also what were you saying? I well I was gonna write into my will that that my funeral actually be a roast just so <laughs> it's it's a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> what if everybody just realizes they all hated you? That's that's fine too. Then you're not sad, and then you get on with shit. Oh, that's fair. No, yeah, fuck him. I don't need like a legacy or whatever. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'm not about that life. That's funny. I'm just trying to do I what I can that. with what I got out here. Um, what were you saying though? You were saying something good about. I just. It bothered me that because the way that I viewed it was look. I would never refer to a handicapped person as a retard, right? Yeah. So when when you're getting mad at me for calling my stupid friend a retard, you're saying, don't do that. My brother's handicapped. To me, what you're saying is like, I think my brother's retarded. I, I am insecure about my brother being retarded. Oh. So you're ret- or, sorry, yeah. handicapped. You're not allowed to say retarded because basically, well, no, I meant what I said because I view him as retarded. Yeah. You know, it's, it wasn't, it's like, again, it's one of a, it's like a projection thing. So many of the things we get upset about, we get upset because we're recognizing it in ourselves. Like you, you said, like we talked about this before we were on air. Yeah. Um, that sort of, we're trained to recognize those flaws. Yeah. And and so that's sort of where I took it was why why can't I say it unless you're dealing with something? And yeah, that so that one always bothers me because it always Can, seems to be those people that yell at you for saying this it. This isn't devil's advocate per se, but it's a different way to look at it. And I I only recognize it because I caught myself doing it at a really early age and it's playing victim and it's because it gets you those free points. And they're just social media points, but they're real time. And you just get the, that time where you're superior and you get to call somebody out on their shit, even though it's not really shit because you have a reason to be sensitive about it. And it's the same shit that people that are gay or people that aren't gay but say, like, you can't say this or that. It's a time where they get to be socially superior. It's just, I, fuck you, I'm better than you in this moment. Um, so they get to be above you. I think it's more that a lot of the times than them actually being down on themselves about stuff. I don't look at it so Freudian. All the time. Um, I do more when you're like yelling at somebody. Sometimes for like stuff, I don't know, like behaviors, like actions you make. Like that kind of stuff there I see as more Freudian. But when it's like words and being sensitive about stuff, that there to me is like I want social brownie points. I want to be the good guy here. I want to be the victim because that gets me good attention. That's what I see in that. And it's it's selfish and it's it's gross to me. It's more gross because you're now using your mentally retarded brother to make yourself look superior to somebody who wasn't didn't give a fuck about your brother, didn't think twice about him, and that's why it's more disgusting to me. Or or who in most occasions didn't even know that that brother existed. Yeah, and that was yeah. And you're you're spot on. That's sort of just how I, how I felt about it. Like it really put me gross. off to that person. It's yeah. just like what it, it's like the the family member who 
who has someone in their family get in a car wreck and they post a picture of the accident and say like you know pray for my nephew or pray you know yeah. pray for, it's just sort of like dude, like really well some people like, really believe in prayer but but yeah, like there's but a lot of them do you need the like, picture though yeah or oh my third cousin that i haven't seen in 16 years just died right like i don't know or like have you noticed like when people die and then They'll post an RIP status, and then the whole thing ends up being a journal, and every word is like, I I remember doing this, I used to do, and it's just like, you just made this person's eulogy that you wrote for them all about yourself. Yeah. And is that, and I don't know if that's, and I don't know if that's us, or if that's just the Facebook social media era that has turned us into that, like, we always just take that moment to grab whatever 15 seconds we can. Or like what what you were saying with the with the social superiority, it's like yeah. you're the kid who gets beat at home, so you go out in the backyard and kick the dog, yeah, because you have that opportunity to kick the dog because no one's no one's looking at you. Yeah, and it's probably a whole lot of everything, but I to me a funeral is a place where you share those stories and stuff because those are people that actually give a fuck. Uh, Facebook, may, unless like your entire friends list is people that are close to you and would have known them, maybe. But a lot of people these days have like 500 Facebook friends. So it's yeah. like you really like you really need to share this with everybody that like your great aunt Susie died. Yeah, I've had a lot of people remove me, but it's still closer to 900. Like I don't know half of them like yeah. personally. So when I see that shit, I'm instantly like, fuck you. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about your grandma. Are you shitting me? But at the same time, like, yeah, the grandma died. Give them that little extra. Hey, hope you're having a good day because you need it is it is social. You're f- it's an easy thing to give too. This is you get a dopamine hit yeah, when you get a comment or a thumbs up. It's like we're, nice, it's legitimately like it's, but it's like it taking nice? a hit of a different kind of drug. You're just getting brain chemical pumped in your brain. Like ooh yay. So Nate's grandma dies tomorrow. You really can't do shit about it. But if you write something on his Facebook about his grandma dying, it's going to make his day just a little bit better. It's a really easy like Nate. again social brownie point, just a fucking happy point. To give out. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, if you're close with the people, I guess, to have out there. I don't hate that it's there. It just seems a little self-gratuitous to me to give an entire eulogy. No, yeah, that's that's fair. And I, I don't necessarily hate it. I don't. I also don't understand it. I'm, I'm more of an introvert. Yeah. I, I would not... I don't prefer... I don't like when I get a bunch of happy birthday wishes on my Facebook page from people I haven't talked to in six years. I'm like, dude, you, do, do you really care? I don't... I and now I feel obligated to say thank you. I put thanks you too to every single one of them that was from somebody I didn't talk to. And I think I got a few like removals from it, but fuck them. Like, why are you, what the fuck? Thanks you too. <laughs> <laughs> For every happy birthday that was like, if it was somebody that I like liked, I was like, hey, thanks. And asked them how they were doing that kind of shit. But at the end of like the night, I just went, I was drunk as fuck. But <laughs> That's yeah, I just a good went through move. everything. And I was just like, thanks you too. Thanks. I just copied and pasted it, but. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I <d> <laughs> I that's, that's, that's so good. To go, that is, that I really so don't good. know that it's the best route to go. We were talking earlier about like basically handing over the powers to Trump and kind of like the setup, and you were talking a little bit about it. But I kind of want to talk a little bit about like how easy it's going to be to see Trump doing some crazy shit the first terrorist attack under his watch. Because we thought Obama like overreacted, or the media specifically, but the uh, Obama didn't really overreact to a lot of stuff, like the San Bernardino shooting, Florida shooting. He really didn't do much. But Trump, oh yeah, he'll he'll be <sighs> swift Holy to shit. What the fuck is going to happen? I imagine even if the shooters 
or bombers or whatever they are involved are all captured or killed, there will still be a curfew there while there's a, a broad sweep, like a, a, a deeper investigation. You so there will be a militarized force there almost immediately. Trump's the type to like round up their family mm-hmm. and like put them in prison for 10 years. Yeah. Like he really, and I could see some broad support for it. So it terrifies me. Like we already saw yeah, the because people up. people are terrified. Exactly, and that's the part that scares me, and it also I is what bothers me Japs. about the. Yeah. But I'm talking about them, and we're like just going to power right through that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Sorry. That's what it's all about here. My grandma lived with us for years, and she grew like she her husband was in World War II and shit. So maybe it just rubbed off on the jab. She called black people darkies. And I had Ooh. a black sister that lived with us. Yikes. <laughs> She didn't mean it. That, yeah, it just it becomes part of who you are, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. It's just, you know, it's your vocabulary. Yeah, it was funny as hell. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I, I, those are the things I think about when people start making the uh, the Hitler and Nazi comparisons. Like, look, we've already done that. We've shown that we are willing to go to those extents. Now, yes, do we have someone who might be more willing than past presidents to do that? We might. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely might. Um, I'm not going to argue against that, and I'm not going to say that that's right. Uh, but I, I wish it, I wish people hadn't waited until now for it to be a big deal because now you're making a big deal about it with the wrong guy in office for you to make a big deal about it with. Uh, these are things that my my kind of where I sit with it, and this is an unpopular opinion. Like this is what you get for sleepwalking through life. This right. is what you fucking get. Time to take it on the chin. We got to figure out something, but. It's you're gonna is you're gonna suffer a little bit here, and it's what it's honestly it's what we all deserve as as a country because we let this happen, and it's been pretty obvious the whole time. It just took a reality TV star to be so obvious and obnoxious for people to actually kind of wake up to it a little bit. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it at this point. <laughs> it is fun because they're bitching about stuff that was already being done. That's been done for years. Yeah, I think you for have years. to go back to like Jimmy Carter for one for immigration ban. Yeah, I mean, Obama deported more people than any past president. Deported more people than Bush. Clinton was pretty strict on yeah, immigration as well. But now Trump's talking about it, it's crazy. Because he wants to put something physical in there instead of just rounding them up and like physically seeing them ripped apart from their families. Like, I'm not for the wall, but if you think about it, which one is more like moral? Keeping them out or once they get here, ripping them apart from their families and sending them back? To me... What Trump's doing by keeping them from ever coming here is a little bit less fucked up to me. It's like almost humane. Almost, yeah. And again, I'm not even for the wall, but if you're nationalistic and for all of the other bullshit and for strict immigration, which I'm not, yeah, that makes the most sense (laughs) to me. And if you're worried about somebody coming over here and them finding out that they have terrorist ties and having to shift them back, maybe don't let them have kids that are going to get pissed off about it over here. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's You've what I'm saying. Blowing like, up their country for decades, like yeah. maybe it's not the best like idea. Like if you're gonna keep bombing them, yeah, maybe make it so you they can't come in here. Uh, if that's what you're gonna do, if you do want to keep your your people safe while you build more empires, is that what, is yeah, that what you're like, into? Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know that I'm necessarily. I'm terrified of Trump doing some lockdown shit, to be honest. But I don't know that like the liberal route is any more superior or at least Obama's route. I shouldn't say there's a lot of liberals that are for amnesty and open immigration, but they don't realize that that doesn't fit their economic policy. And they're soon going to have to realize that that's how like countries that are socialists still survive is by, it's really fucking hard to get in there unless you have money and you have to buy your way in. Mm -hmm. And that's the way they survive. There's no socialist country with open borders. You will not find that. 
Now I have to. I want to go on record and say that I am a hundred percent against the wall for two reasons. Yeah. One, when I see a wall, I don't think of something that keeps other people out. I think of something that keeps me in. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that, uh, even just for that personal reason. Number two, uh, the CIA doesn't smuggle drugs in through cars. They they use airplanes for that. <laughs> so it's really not going to help our situation at all. All the drugs are still going to come in. All these. All these air quote, I mean, I know the the gang members or whatever, the bad guys do exist. I'm not saying they don't. I'm also saying that uh, it's not going to stop. The people who are doing these things through the black market won't be stopped mm-hmm. by this wall. They don't use legal means you already. You buy drones now. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Exactly. You're just, it's There's going to be it's a Mexican dude to think these things will droning work. in here with like 12 drones lifting them up. Realistically, you can get drones now that'll carry cargo. You could drone your kid over there right now. With one drone. It, right. I, just, I don't know. It's and even cool. like drones aside, though, like look at look at the <laughs> Fort, Fort Lauderdale attack, though. Like the, the this guy was interviewed by the FBI, like turned himself in, was saying he was having crazy attacks, you know, like that people were controlling his mind. And then he still goes out and, and then so what the solution is to give them more money and resources <laughs> and hope that they just don't fuck it up this time. That's they fucked the it up Democrat almost every other time. Everything. But that's what I don't understand is they they, they keep their like, people make these decisions out of fear. They want to be safe. They want to be protected. But the yeah. same agencies keep fucking it up over yeah. and over again. And you just throw more money at it and say, well, you'll get them next time, Tiger. Yeah. Well, are you, and meanwhile, you're sacrificing all your civil liberties and, and yeah. your right to privacy in the name of security that you still don't fucking get. Like, <laughs> And then you're going to call me a nut job and a yeah. conspiracy theorist. Like, and that really grinds my gears. <laughs> I'm with you 100. <laughs> like, imagine if it all just stopped right now. Like, just all, every like, if we just were like, "Yo, we're gonna quit bombing you. Do your thing. Just don't come over here." Like, how long would it take? Do you think for things to return back to normal? Do you think? What do you think it's gonna take for us to get scanners out of airports? You know what I mean? Like, what is it gonna take us to like return back to this not frenzied state? Because we've That'll seen ourselves in a frenzy. We say that, but we've seen ourselves that in a frenzy. Yeah, that's state. jobs. <laughs> it is jobs. That's that's government jobs. Well, so if Trump continues trying to dismantle the gov- the parts of government he hates, say he manages to take out all the parts of government that Democrats hate and Republicans love, the EPA, the FDA, all of them, uh, Social Security, welfare, makes all the slashes there, builds his wall, and kind of adds some cash to the military. All right, Democrats get in now. They're going to have to work really fucking hard to rebuild all those programs. It's going to take longer than Trump's executive orders if he can find a way to legally, like, get rid of all this shit. It's going to take longer for them to build them. But they're still going to be getting yelled at for the military spending because we're still getting into shit. So now they're going to have to make military cuts. Like, this is really optimistic. But four years of bullshit with Trump, if he can manage to do all, like, cut all that shit out, I don't see the Democrats being able to rebuild it in four years. And there's still going to be people, like, people are slowly What about eight years? Do you really think Trump will get eight years? No, no, no. What if, no? What I think it uh, in this scenario, I think if Trump <laughs> gets four and just plays a hand of craps with it, yeah. that the Democrats will then get eight. Like whoever wins the next election will get eight because they'll be able to play that card. They'll be able to say they'll be able to play the basically the <laughs> the George W. card. Uh, just say, hey, I mean, look at what I look at what I walked into. You got to give me four more years. I just finished cleaning up the last guy's mess. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Do you think in eight? Do you think in eight years they could have it all back? Whatever he takes away. 
No, I mean, they forced Obamacare through, don't get me wrong, but say that's several fucking government organizations that they're going to have to fight lawyers over again. The EPA has spent millions and millions and millions of dollars like fighting to keep regulations because none of them are backed by the Constitution. So it's really hard to keep these regulations in place. But so they're going to have to go through all of that shit again because for some reason our court system kind of works at delaying shit. (laughs) (laughs) Some reason. But what the four years out, like after Trump, I I'm kind of interested to see what the uh, what the DNC and RNC throw at us because they just saw an outsider win an election. So they're going to all be like everybody's voting outsider. We need to we need to kind of go out there because the Democrats almost ran Bernie already. It wouldn't be hard for them to pull another socialist out of their hat. And we are ripe for the picking oh, for a yeah. socialist president. And the Republicans, I mean, you could see... Uh, there's talk of Austin Peterson going RNC. You could see them going crazier. If if Trump takes out all of that and the Republicans are like, this entire time we wanted to cut the military, give us four more years. We'll give you back these benefits. We don't like Trump doing that. If they all say on the record as disagreeing with him, you could see Republicans get four more years. If a socialist runs against him, uh, you could see it happen. I mean, it's a long shot. But no, a longer a shot l- than Trump. But there's a lot of Democrats that didn't want Bernie. Uh, that's why Hillary was like so forced through there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't absolutely. Know if they I mean, voted for a Trump. Sorry. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. There, there's a reason that that system was rigged, right? There's a lot yeah. of people that didn't want him there. Yeah. So you could see it. I could see it, I should say. I mean, it's crazy to think about. I would like to be on the record for it, though, so I am now. <laughs> It'd be fun. It'd be fun. I like <laughs> that. Speaking of fun, another taboo that I, I get myself caught in a lot at work. and Because I, I thought this was over. I thought plenty of time had passed. Uh, apparently, it's still not cool to make Holocaust jokes. Did you know this? Dude. It was cool in fourth grade and eighth grade. I'm, if it's good enough. What was the Holocaust joke? No, I just uh, someone was making a someone was talking complaining about the size of Express shirts being too small, and they said it's like they referred to it as some sort of ultra slim fit, and I said yeah, like an Auschwitz fit. (laughs) And then another, <laughs> and then a lady looked at me up from her cubicle, oh, and shit. just like shot me in the dart eyes. And I was like, "Oh, is it too soon?" And she goes, "Yes, it is." Holy shit! I was You're like, gonna no. get a visit from uh, from HR. Yeah, yeah, That's probably. Did you say no? No, I didn't say that. She misheard me. No, there's see, there's glass in between us, and it's easy to. It was a bad lip reading moment. That's what that was. That's hilarious. Yeah. What I said was, <laughs> shit don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is much better. You can get away with that in the corporate That's world. Great. I've had so many girls like just make a Holocaust joke because I'm skinny. For the viewers that haven't seen me, I'm pretty skinny. Oh yeah, I get where the I get where those jokes come yeah, from. Yeah. So it happens. So I would never like I don't know. Now, do you ever have any of them clever enough to drop a typhus joke? Because a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people in the Holocaust were that skinny because of typhus on no. top of it. Because that was a side effect of that disease was you just like you you couldn't put weight on. You became like a walking skeleton. And typhus ran rampant in the in the concentration I think I camps. I for it once, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so for diabetes. So you'll know you have a winner 
if she's if she drops a typhus joke on you. I really do rank them on how like well they can burn me. Because that's my ticket that I can burn them. And as soon as like I get that ticket, I know we're gonna be at least buds. So I'm always cool with it. As long as you can burn them back, you're fine. It's, oh yeah, they yeah. have to be able to take it. Yeah. The <laughs> ones that like get me though, I always like I laugh the hardest, but you just have to walk away. You're just like, yeah, you got it. It's like that dude at the fucking that I, I wasn't like trying to hit on him, but the dude the at space bar <laughs> that like I just turned around and he was like, you have no self confidence. I was just like, damn, turn it back around. Oh yeah, that that <laughs> guy that could see into your soul. Yeah, that guy. When it's that kind of chick, you're just like, damn. I'll be ready next time. Oh, when I meet those people, I'm out of there. Yeah. Nope. But I feel like I people are. I, I feel like she's reading my mind. Oh yeah, Why absolutely. Is it so taboo to be self. You've probably then had chicks like get mad at you for being self-deprecating, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, I hate you as much as me. Like it's fine. I'm roasting you all the time too. My actual uh, the one of the number one complaints my boss has of, of me is that I'm too hard on myself and just like like it's just a general problem I have. I just sort of exude this sort of shit. I I just don't like it. Uh, so it's not even. It's not even just in relationships. Like I get it at work, where it's like, "Hey, you need to, you kind of need to chill out on this." Um, but I don't, I don't understand. Uh, to me, it's just the idea of constant self improvement. I just, I always want to be yeah. better. Maybe I'm a little hard on myself. But how else do you get better? Is exactly, and that's what pisses me off. Is like if you tell me I did something wrong, like I'm always telling. It doesn't phase me. You're just like, "Hey, you fucked that up." But it seems like so many people that like are like you're too self deprecating or aren't at all are like the ones that you're like, hey, you could do this better and get super offended. Yeah, or they get offended just if you don't agree with their opinion. Yeah, there's and it's so just like, few things hell? in life that like I'm that confident. So few things. Driving is basically the only one. And even then, if you see some shit, I'd rather you call it out than not. I don't get offended by it. But like on the computer, anywhere in my life, like if you're like, hey, you could do this, I don't unless it's like repeated. I don't yeah, know. unless you already were like, like yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. I just decide not to do it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, it's probably one of those projection things. People see it and they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't do nearly that. But why is he doing so much self evaluation? That's that's ridiculous. You know, those kind of people that say, well, you know, I don't have time, and you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. Those kind of people that become their job instead of being who they are. Yeah. Um. I, th- I think it's just a side effect of that. They see, they know what it is that you're doing, or either that, or they, in, unless you're a, a victim, Th- there are a lot of victims out there. So I think every once in a while, the the, uh, the person that wants to play victim, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the person that just views their life as a victim. You know, they just nothing is ever their fault, and so. Uh, but every once in a while, I think you, you people will sort of sort of misassociate that meant that our attitude to that kind of mentality but for me it's i don't think that's always the case Uh, if anything you're you're harder on yourself you're not passing blame all the time you're you're maybe blaming yourself for shit that you probably shouldn't and can't even control yeah but did you have like an epiphanous moment where you either became less self or more self-deprecating or less sensitive to like shit do you have like a time where you remember like transitioning that phase or like anything that like you think contributed to it? Well, yeah, it was it was my car accident because I had to have two sh- shoulder surgeries and 
was basically out of work for three months, so I had, did a lot of sitting and a lot of thinking. I got you. And you can only watch so much Netflix. After a while, you start self-evaluating. And I think that's really what kind of turned me to trying to figure figure out, like, and having more of that men, that mentality. I, I, I wasn't always this way. It, it was once I started, once I actually started looking at myself in the mirror a little bit, because I, I had plenty of time to start from scratch there. That's what I, I mean. What was it for you? Because you, you know, might be worse than me at it. At what? At, like you, like will actually just be like say I'm the worst and <laughs> and I suck and stuff. I, oh yeah. I, um, I say that stuff inside, but you'll like say yeah. it out loud to me. I think it's only fair because I'll say it about you too. That's fair. You know, like I don't know. I actually probably am not likely to do that, but uh, for that, I really don't. I think I. Well, that's fucking dark. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I was probably surrounded by really critical people. Um, probably, if I had to attribute that, uh, either personally, like of themselves, or just about you know, uh, people around them. Uh, my dad was super hyper aware. He wasn't necessarily like you piece of shit, but like always like trying to make things better. And sometimes you just okay. need to like, you know, I, if I have kids, I'd probably just kind of let them like figure it out for themselves. And then I had an older sister that was always picking on me. <laughs> so that probably didn't, like, that probably made up a lot of it if I had to be, like, really super Freudian about it. Uh, but having high anxiety, I think you think about things a lot more often. Um, and then, like, depression, you're also constantly thinking about yourself. So I think that makes you more considerate uh, because you're constantly, like, feeling, like, you know, anxious or depressed or whatever for whatever reason you don't want to, like, you know, bump somebody or you want to open the door for somebody or that kind of shit you know what i mean yeah yeah you're um, you're sensitive to other people's feelings but at a lot. the same time because i'm like depressed or whatever you want to call it i just call it self-deprecating like i'm just uh, hyper aware of when i fuck up and i like if i call myself out on it i feel like that's a better way to like make yourself better better than to be like i don't give a fuck about fucking with that person's day i'd rather give a fuck about it so like in the background like hopefully my brain's like next time just do this in the background you know what I mean? But I don't think there was like an epiphanous moment for the being self-aware. For like, what was the other one? Oh, the sensitivity to stuff. I was that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was that. And it, I think it comes more from like my dad being like super like helicopter parenty. If I had to guess, I was that dude that was like super like I would it, play victim. And it's it just, I don't know. Uh, but eventually, like my sister committing suicide. And, like, my way of dealing with stuff is to make jokes. That's the only way I can deal with shit. Yeah. Is make jokes about it. So I had to, like, balance that with being the victim. Like, if you said something about suicide, like, I'm supposed to be, like, sad. But, like, I've been making, like, that's the only way I can, like, be happy about it or, like, figure shit out is to, like, you know, play with it in my head. And that's where jokes are uh, to me. So I had to, like, balance that. And I think, like, making that not a taboo and being able to, like, hear it and not, like... Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it'll trigger that like response in the back of my head, like "oh," but most of the time it doesn't even like occur to me at all, like to even like think about it. I just can laugh about it now. Uh, but it was not wanting to be that guy, and I hate bringing down a room. So like a lot of people will see a picture or like know I had a sister, that kind of stuff, and eventually it would come up, and it brings down the room, and it's that elephant in the room, so it's eventually going to come up. But then once it comes up, the entire energy of the room comes down. And, like, you don't want that to happen. So you have to, like, be able to, like, 
not be that guy when you're talking about it and like pass it off because you don't want to bring everybody at a party or meeting girlfriends, parents, that kind of shit there. You know right. what I mean? So you have to find a way to deal about it. And I think that's what it was the most for that was just finding a way. And then like that just led to being able to joke about everything else. If I had to guess. Yeah. That, I mean, that is probably, probably pretty accurate. I would guess. I mean, you would know better than I would, but maybe, or maybe it's just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. But if I wanted to think about it, that's what I'd attribute it to. That's so what did that take some time? Cause I mean, we're, we're on the taboo topics. This is, this is uh, one of yeah. them anyway. I mean, uh, you're, the, you're, you know, you're the source on this one. I, I always joke about being minorly autistic. Um, but, like, it didn't really, like, fuck with me too hard. Like, the way it did, like, everybody around me uh, when she committed suicide. So, I feel like a lot of it was just me doing, like, what I was supposed to do when people acted a certain way. And eventually I got tired of it. Um, I was just like, you know, like, it's sad. I don't like to think about it. But it is what it is. You know, I don't want everybody to, like, oh, I'm so sorry. That kind of bullshit. Just like it's, you know, I had parents crying on me already. Like, I was... I never really, like, cried a lot about it. I wasn't really that emotional about it the entire time. I was just, like, I can remember, like, my parents crying on me, but me just being like, mm, this sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds dark as fuck. I'm like, I miss her and everything, but it just didn't affect me that kind of way, and I was tired of, like, acting like it did. But I feel like it probably took about a year before, like, I quit, like, making me think about it every time I'd hear something about hanging myself or, mm. or suicide. Suicide triggers a lot less than hanging myself, actually. Now that I mention it, like if somebody says I'm going to hang myself, a lot of times that'll make me think of it, but suicide doesn't. I don't know if it's just because it's used less often, so I don't like hear it as often, so I haven't like been desensitized to it. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I see it brings down the room. See, (laughs) no, I was just going to, I was going to make a joke. Oh yeah. That'd probably be the route to go. That's yeah. that's why I always make jokes about jumping off roofs. Yeah. Because then, you know, you always end up just being able to follow up with "Ah, from that. You know, I ju- basically my go-to joke is I jump off the roof, but from this height, I'd only break a leg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's usually my way of trying to, like, skirt the line of, like, because I <laughs> I also, uh, cards on the table, you know, we, we all have, we probably all in, in this day and age have some minor depression issues. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a very happy world at the moment. <laughs> no. But uh, my source of dealing with it when I get stressed out at work or just in any situation is I make those kind of jokes. Like when, I, when I'm in that pit of despair and I'm ready to throw my hands up and quit for the day, I usually just make some sort of like suicide joke or joke about me going to hell. Uh, so, but again, uh, you, know, you just never know when there's a mixed audience who's, who has dealt with that. So yeah, yeah. I normally skirt the line by just suggesting that from that height I wouldn't die, <laughs> and I yeah. just hope no one no the one knows anybody who jumped yeah, off the Golden the Gate Bridge. That is so low. I have actually had somebody been like, my cousin committed suicide, and maybe like, fuck you, my sister committed suicide. Like, bam. <laughs> like, but for real, like to call me out, like if you're not gonna let me laugh about it as also of in quotation marks victim, fuck you. Like I'm allowed to deal with it my way. Just because you're sensitive to it doesn't mean I am. Yeah, like, and, and why are you not going to let me deal with it in my manner? Why is yours superior to mine, or why is yours suddenly like the only way to be respected? Why can't you just you know let it go? And, and yeah, that's that's my problem. It wasn't like a bam, like I get to call them. It was just more like fuck you, <laughs> like just no. The bam was off. the bam was for me. Okay, um, <laughs> because that's my whole my whole thing is like under no circumstance no matter what you've been through should you be able to control how anyone else expresses themselves no. well i may never there 
there are a handful of things said and or tweeted and or posted on our page at, B, at Bad Dinner Guest that I don't always agree with. But <laughs> that's that's the whole point was that no one gets to censor it. No one gets to tell you what you can and can't say. I may not agree with what you're going to say, but you should have the right to say it. And then it's my choice on how I react and if I want to continue the conversation. Um, but I, Did you listen to a lot of George Carlin when you were hung up? When you weren't able to like be in the hospital? Or were you, when you weren't able to work because you were being in the hospital and everything? Yes, and then... Because uh, that's a person that I can like be like in that era of my life I was listening a lot to and the way like he called people out in inconsistencies and their like personal philosophy is another way I think like it, he was almost a coach through like hey you're being a fucktard don't be a fucktard because I'm so self-deprecating I saw it myself and I was like I gotta fix this shit but go on I'm sorry I just that's the reason I brought it up oh no uh that's a I w- the, o- the other thing I was gonna add to that is I also listened to Kevin Smith's book on tape and he grew up listening to George Carlin and kind of attributed his whole perspective as being Can you tell me who Kevin Smith is uh he wrote and directed clerks and clerks too okay. uh he is silent Bob okay yeah really he just also directed all of those movies wow yeah nice. so and uh, he like the, the story behind it is he like took out credit cards and filmed his first movie clerks in black and white for like $28,000. And then he is who he is today. Now he has his own comic book store. He writes, writes comics, does all this stuff, basically makes a living podcasting. Now like that's what, that's what he does. And really? he's sort of a hero of mine. And then, so when I listened to his book and found out that he grew up listening to George Carlin and I really dove back into George Carlin and found some more stuff. And yeah, yeah so it, he was a, a pretty big influence when you're you're doing a lot of research and and soul searching, and then to wind down, you listen to George Carlin. You kind of yeah yeah. He pulled me out of the religion too, because at the same time I was going through that phase, I was also super religious, and I was like, that's when I kind of like lost my complete re- like religious, and I still believed a lot in God, but it was because of Carlin, like questioning philosophy and like inconsistencies and like making me be like yeah that doesn't you know i need to look more into this if i want to be like the intelligent person i'm hoping to be like i don't want to be that guy he's making fun of i'm laughing at me right now i don't want to laugh at me and that plays into the self-deprecating yeah well and that was the genius of it really for me was it was all really his approach was just being objective like he was being he would be hyperbolic at times but really he was just getting loud and and using a, a, a funny vocabulary vocabulary but he was just being object he was just making observations and he would mix in i hate some of the bits in his stuff it's just dumb humor but i think he would mix that in to keep people from getting like too too serious to keep them laughing like if they're like thinking too much about themselves i think he would mix that in to pull you out of that thought process because if you listen to his albums like you'll notice there's a break with a stupid joke sometimes and then it'll go into a new, basically, tangent for, like, three tracks. But it... It's a good strategy, too, uh, because, yeah, you don't want to end up feeling preached at. After you, that, that's the basically what kept him from, from being an atheist priest. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> there, there is such a thing. Yeah, which is funny, because I think he died in a Catholic hospital. But isn't it, like, interesting how comedy's moved from... I mean, he yelled at everybody, from the feminists to the Republicans, and now... You listen to your specific comedian, <laughs> the one that actually represents just what you believe. Like, you don't get a chance to laugh at yourself anymore, really, with it. Like, watch some comedy specials in 2016 or 2015, 
and find how many times they like make fun of their audience. I mean, Amy Schumer tried it, but she didn't realize how much of her audience was Trump supporters. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, you just don't see it anymore. You don't see that kind of like self-deprecating. It's all the you're the beautiful children of the like you're you all destinies go to college. You're beautiful and wonderful and special. Like I don't know. You can no do more. anything <laughs> yeah. you want. And that's how we got Donald Trump to be president because he was anything he wanted. That and he'll incite martial law. Oh, we should start that. Theory, can we do the over under on that one? Do you want to set it? <sighs> well, hmm. We can we can tweet it out to the guys. Yeah, I mean, well, in my mind, I might need some help in setting it. Then you know, I'm not sure. Well, uh, do you, do you think it? Will, let, let's start at a year. Do you think it, we'd be? It's realistic that within a year, something could happen that would have some uh, martial law implications. Can we set the plot line here a little bit? Well, I assume, yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, we guess we got to provide the backstory, because we did talk about this before. I meant more for, like, Trump, and for, for Trump. Where, where we're at right now. Where we're at. Can we put some perspective on it? Because I feel like it'll be able to, like, gauge our, like, uh, guess on when, like, we should set this. But he's came in, and in his first, basically, 30 days, completely, not actually Not even turned, 30, dude, it's he, been 10. He hasn't even actually turned the table over. He's just made the media say it. I mean, the, all of these things are basically what I want this organization to do. None of them are actual actions, really, except for this ban, because that's one of the only things he could do legally. But all he's done is work like people into a frenzy. That's what I'd want to do if I wanted to instill martial law, is I'd want to start those yeah. fires. We didn't start the fire. But <laughs> so not only has he done that, now he's pissed off the Middle East. So we got a higher likelihood potentially for terrorist attacks. They know that people are already like concerned and everything else, and people are in a frenzy. Uh, now people are actually talking about blowback, which is interesting. They're saying we should let them in so we don't see blowback. I'm saying we shouldn't let them in because, well, I mean, we should let them in, but I don't want them here because we might see blowback. But everybody's saying we should let them in so we don't see blowback. That's why everybody's pissed. So it's interesting that we're stoking two separate fires there. All he needs now is that match to be lit. If he wanted to do it, he's already got people marching, people in the streets. I mean, think of a terrorist attack on one of the like anti-feminist marches just because it was strategically more advantageous to bomb them rather than the feminists. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see some people calling for war. Uh, I don't know. It's well, not to mention like you have at, at, at a certain point, you're going to have these people that have voted for Trump that maybe don't agree with everything that he's doing because there's a lot I'm hearing a lot of that I'm hearing a lot of people mm -hmm. now saying well I don't agree with everything he's doing but I still do support some some of these decisions eventually now those people are they're they're making that cuz everybody's just dealing in anger here everybody's just dealing with their emotions there's there's not much uh, logic being lobbed out there so now you're hearing the people that are angry at the protesters saying like don't think things like don't you have jobs even though it's seven o'clock on a monday evening like yeah there aren't unless you're working in a restaurant you're probably not at work or you work right. third shift you know so it's it was not abnormal for a bunch of people to be free at seven o'clock but that that was the the lob that they threw uh you know don't you people have have jobs but anyway <laughs> eventually that the more that this happens the more that those people who worked a long day and are Trump supporters and then they get you know the highway gets blocked off and they can't get home or they get stuck downtown because there's a a, a march going on it's only a matter of time car? before those people then go out 
and show up at the protest and start inside and you know and then eventually things get violent that that's it, it could be that sort of event and, and we're primed for that people are protesting over and over and over again we've already seen what happened in Dallas where look at these terrorist attacks have been happening pretty frequently mm-hmm. so we're probably I mean April's coming up shit always goes down in April it's like the blood spring really? like the, yeah look at uh okay so Waco and um Oklahoma City both April 19th um there's just always like late March early a- late March and almost all of April there's just a bunch of shit that goes down it's just like uh, yeah, maybe it's got to do with astrology or some shit we just get super aggro in the spring everybody's starts warming up the blood yeah. starts flowing yeah and people we just all get, get horny. all yeah, and everybody's got these like, as Carlin would put it, you know, they've got this dick anxiety, so they go out and they strong arm some people in the spring. Is that what we're gonna do, Kevin? So that's, I mean, no, I mean, maybe, I don't know, probably not. We'll probably, according to some theorists, we'll be in a Walmart somewhere, <laughs> or a or an outlet okay. mall. I have a question, yeah. and I know this is terrible to put on the record, but oh, okay. <laughs> So you see people in D.C. and New York City and Philadelphia. New York City. (laughs) And San Francisco. And uh, you see people start getting, like, moved to some FEMA camps. Like Iowa? Or just into, like, getting cordoned off, getting sectioned off, getting some people getting put in camps. We don't know exactly why. Maybe they're terrorists. We're not sure. There's a bunch of them, though. You start seeing that shit. How soon till you pack up the tent? we never set this over under on the the Trump uh, martial law. We'll have to go back to that because for me, it's it's almost immediately. Yeah, I was I'm on the same page. Yeah, it's it does not, not take a lot mm-hmm. for me to b- to bail out. Like I've seen how fast stuff happens elsewhere, and it's the people that get out fucking early. Yeah, and I have confidence in my ability to get a job. And if shit like that starts happening, there might not be jobs to have in the United States af- in a few months. Yeah, you're gonna figure something else out. So it's time to go. Yeah. Um, Boy, I really need to get a passport. Oh, I still wouldn't leave the country. If shit happened in you the country. You go hide somewhere? Yeah. And live off berries and like acorns? So we run NATO. We run the United Nations. We have the largest military on the planet. Do you think any country is stupid enough to harbor fugitives and not just ship them back? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You have more friends here than you're going to have anywhere else on the planet. We've that spent the last fucking two decades pissing the entire world off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, like, if Damn. they're like, we hate this government, but now they're fucking coming to our door, do you think we're going to not turn you over to them? We already don't want this government fucking with us. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you're going to see that. Unless you go to, like, North Korea or Cuba or Russia when we were, like, mad at them. But Russia's probably, like, three months away from turning over Snowden. Like, if you think about it, they're buddying up to Trump. You think Snowden's legit? Think he's a traitor? Uh, 100% legit. Think he's 100% legit. Yeah. I, he went through too many steps. I The way he thought it out was the, if, I mean, this is buying the story, obviously, but the way he thought it out and the way it's been dispersed, it, 100% legitimate, more so than Chelsea Manning, by far. And I think that's why Chelsea Manning got released and he didn't. I think he had our best interest in mind far more than uh, personal recognition, anything like that. Um, I don't like how quiet he was in Obama's presidency. It seemed like in comparison to Trump's presidency. 
Uh, I think he thought Obama might be his best bet for extradition or for like being absolved, though. And I think he doesn't see much hope for that from Trump uh, because he seems to be a very vocal mouthpiece against Trump, which is stupid right now when Trump's warming up to Russia, in my opinion. Yeah, I. So here's a fun little conspiracy to kick around in your head. Okay. The idea that now if we're playing along with, you know, what would what brings martial law faster than Trump? Well, what helps fuel that fire more than leaks from people like Julian Assange and Ed Snowden. Say that again, I'm sorry. So if 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 you're playing along with the theory that, you know, Trump is there to help sort of start this fire, get this martial law rolling because he's that loose cannon that they can blame it on and be like, oh well this guy was a bad guy, but we're still good guys. Let us run the war machine now. Um is it inconceivable to think that someone like Snowden or Assange could be more or less an actor and that this information being out there is what helped fuel this revolution fire them knowing that ultimately if there is a revolution what's going to happen is the government's going to win and then we're going to be under martial law because there's no way whatever the people could do there's no way we're ever going to be we have the best armed military in the world there's no way that the citizens would ever revolt and win if they should be Brave enough to try, I in think what would States? happen is martial law. Because I think we they'd get out in front of it before enough people. Like, you know what it'd take to get this whole country united? It, there would be no chance. Here's the thing, though. My same argument to not leave the country is my same argument to stay in the country. The only hope you have, to me, of basically a complete turn of the tables on, running the world and everybody hating us, and, you know, the government that we have now that is owned by corporations is basically a, a revolution that takes out the top heads. Uh, essentially, like, a, a removal of everybody else that's pissed off anybody. Um, and there's a lot of governments that have a reason to drop shit to us. There's a lot of governments that have a reason to do what we do in foreign countries with training and putting in, you know, soldiers with fake IDs that aren't actually American. There's a lot of things you could see happen in that situation. And a lot of interest that would be involved in that. I mean, we saw the French help us revolt against Great Britain. Um, I think there was some outside funding to the Civil War to the North too. So yeah, and, and the, the yeah the the Brits uh, definitely were involved financially in the Civil War. So um, it, it doesn't. It's not that out of the box. I mean, that's again the same reason I would stay here if shit ever hit the fan. I also don't think it would be hard to win that. Because there's a lot of, I've said I'm on the record for it, but there's a lot of redneck motherfuckers, nationalist motherfuckers, good old boys. I mean, the Air Force is the biggest, like, contributor to uh, Ron Paul. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, how many of them are actually going to, you know, be like, yeah, this is getting too far? Not only that, you see a lot of outside voices getting listeners that are talking a message of the government's doing too much, we need personal sovereignty. That kind of thing there. And who listens to that but the military and truck drivers? <laughs> like, yeah, all day. That's true. That's that's who you need to win a fucking war. I'm sorry. Is uh, the transporters and the bombers. So, mm, I think we'd be all right. I'm not that worried about it. Unless you see them employ the tactics of carpet bombing and, like, you know, blowing up entire neighborhoods to get a single, in quotation marks, terrorist. But... But... Thanks to good old Tim McVeigh, they can do that to an American citizen now because a terrorist is a terrorist is a terrorist. Not only that, Amwar Alaki, if I'm not, I'm probably using the wrong name. I'm going to look like a retard. But we Malaka blew, laka. <laughs> uh, we basically drone bombed a 16-year-old kid. 
because he was related to his dad who did some terrorist shit. And then we just killed his like eight year old sister. Damn, by that logic, but that six year old kid was an American citizen. Because my dad went to jail for some stuff, so damn. See y'all later. <laughs> but uh, my 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 biological father, I should know just in case my my good old my good old dad <laughs> hears that. I was like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. Here's a conspiracy theory for you, though. Everything. No, Seal I'm Team not a robot. <laughs> Here's a, everything Seal Team Six does is basically confidential. They're not allowed to talk about it. Uh, but Trump's not supposed to talk about it either. Uh, not only that, like he doesn't want the gov- or the people to know that the military withheld something from him to fuck him. What are the chances that the intelligence agencies withheld information uh, about who all was where this raid happened and that Trump wasn't informed there was an eight-year-old girl there? We kill kids all the time. Really, is it that big of a deal to seal Team 6 to accidentally wound and kill a kid or take that chance? I don't think so. No, not if they get their seven bad guys. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of people in the world. And, I mean, she was wounded. She wasn't, like, killed on the spot. She suffered for hours. So it's not that bad, you know. She was an accident. But is it yeah, that hard? Yeah, they gave her a <laughs> shot, you know. They is it that hard to believe that uh, the military or the intelligence agencies that are already on the record against Trump would do some backward-ass shit like that and maybe withhold who all was in there? So he went ahead and gave the go-ahead. I and mean, now it's on his name that this girl's killed. So now he has a lot of his base pissed off because now you're definitely a murderer. Not only that... Uh, collateral damage it was an 8 year old girl uh, and he can't say that they withheld the information he can't even blame them he just has to be quiet about it or take it on the chin and defend it he can't say well the military didn't give me all the information I needed because now we lose pr- faith in him yeah and you know I would I, JFK is probably the only one who can answer that question because that's, that's an example of uh, the CIA Potentially, there's a, a rumor allegedly that uh, you know that they were able to keep the president's detail away. So it's not within reason for a conspiracy theorist to think along those lines of yeah, of course there are always me. little secret pockets. I mean, the government's a big ass machine. It's impossible to think that everybody knows everything, exactly. even the president, especially the president. There's too there's too much going on. How paranoid are you if you're Trump right now, though? You know, I mean, if you're not already you. a puppet. I uh, just saw where if this isn't yeah. all just a show to get us riled up and well, and incite a riot Russia, so that he can lead that big red war machine. Maybe. Uh, but Russia just uh, started prosecuting two people for uh, cooperating with the CIA in relation to maybe the email leaks. It's not for sure. Uh, somehow related to Kapersky. But is that gonna? How are you gonna feel if that's because isn't that sort of the diehard proof that we're looking for that and you know I want to talk the about Russians that. influenced our first of all not necessarily election. a because you might find out and I don't I want to play a devil's advocate and then I want to be like real but you might see you might come to find out and it would obvi- obviously be like disputed but you might find out that the CIA was trying to make it look like stuff came from there so they were talking to these people that somehow were related to Kapersky about like ways to like retro date stuff, you know, things like that and make it come out of there and how their infrastructure works with it. I don't know. This again is speculation. I won't claim it as fact. It's not for sure. But you might see that happen. And again, you know, dispute it, believe it, whichever way, but you might see that happen. Um, uh, that would probably be the thing that's kept most quiet, though. 
But if it is, we find out that the stuff was definitely coming out of Russia, then we have evidence. But the fact that it's been claimed as fact and then in the same articles be like, well, we have no evidence. We just have unnamed sources from the FBI and CIA who spy on each other, try to fuck the president, try to fuck each other, try to fuck their way up the food chain, uh, deliver drugs across borders, uh, guard opium fields, uh, set up terrorists so they can arrest terrorists that are really just 65 year old men that are like in wheelchairs, like crazy shit. You know, we see them do all kinds of uh, absurd and obscene and retarded shit on our dollar. But we're going to believe an unnamed source from the FBI or the CIA or all these other organizations. Uh, It's really easy to say, yeah, I have a quote from an unnamed source. Who's going to call you like who's going to sue you for libel? (laughs) Exactly. You know, so it's not hard. And then you can be like, well, he was a liar. He was an unnamed source. We can look through the past newspaper releases. That's. Uh, shit we've gotten ourselves into wars and uh, almost wars and things like that over yeah, and then Yeah, oh, and over eventual retractions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because people don't see the retract because the retractions don't get put on the front page. Here's they're, a funny they're, retraction. They're in near the editorials. Funny retraction. Uh, so I can't remember the company, but they published an article basically or a study and they claimed that it showed uh, conservatives were more likely to be psychopaths or sociopaths. <laughs> They just came out and were like, hey, actually, uh, somehow or other, the terminology of our study got reversed, and it's actually uh, liberals tend <laughs> to be uh, <laughs> sociopaths and psychopaths more often, or whichever one. I shouldn't say and. It might have been or, or whichever, you know. But yeah, it's kind of funny how that got. And then they go on to be like, but it doesn't change the finding of our article, or our findings, or, you know. It doesn't change the uh, finding of our study, because they weren't even actually studying that to begin with. Well, you published it as fact anyway, <laughs> and that didn't get cycled nearly as much as that article. Yeah, the original. They, yeah, they they never do. But uh, to me, like entitlement is sociopathy. Like, I don't, maybe not. But to be that full of yourself and like think that you're owed something just because you exist, that's like a god complex to me. Like, oh, you exist, therefore you're owed. Like, <laughs> yeah, what I makes you so special? It's pretty close. I mean, a lot of people relate. Uh, being a sociopath with a lack of empathy. So those two things don't always go hand in hand, but often they do. If you feel entitled, you usually tend to lack empathy for others because you're really just fixated on what you need next and how things are going to work out for you. And you don't actually like people or care about them. You just like what they do for you, what they bring to the table, and that sort of thing. So you don't... yeah. There's a disconnect there, but I, got you. I, I think it's funny um, that they would do something like that. <laughs> I, the other, because the, the other funny thing is we all tend to have like Machiavellian, you know, sociopathic tendencies. There's a reason why you can take those IQ tests and those personality tests and have it come out that way. Yeah, everybody usually gets one or two of those answers on that spectrum where they're like, "Yeah, I think that way" or "Do that," and then it's really easy to sort of make a broad general statement to say, oh, well, they tend to have more of these. Well, you know what? There's like 13 to 15 different traits of a sociopath. So it's very easy for someone to have two or three of those and not be actually anywhere dangerous or be any sort of narcissist. So you can always juke. It's so easy to juke those stats and say, well, like, well, 60% of Republicans have, you know, have sociopathic tendencies. Well, you know what? Actually, like everyone does. It's just, yeah, it's pretty easy to just mess with stuff like that. Can we start an over-under on how many hits on the head I have until I lose enough empathy to go full sociopath? 
because you were going down that list and I had to look away because like, God, is he talking about me? Is he like trying to call me out here? <laughs> and then you were like 13 to 15. I was like, oh, thank God. No. Yeah. See, <laughs> no, it takes one to know one. I've looked into it because you get those generalized. I'm, I'm one of those guys who got, uh, I took a personality test once and the, the answer, the feedback I got was a picture of Hannibal Lecter with a mask on and it said, you are a sociopath. And I was like, oh shit, really? And so I looked it up and I was just like, uh, okay, I don't think so. Um, maybe when the other guy's driving, but not me. Uh, yeah, I still, I still have way too much empathy. Like, there's just a certain level, like, even the most mad I've ever been, like, I couldn't cross. I don't know. So I'm just, I'm wondering how many hits in the head till I lose that. Like, do you still have that till you're just like, yeah, there's a certain, like, that's a crazy thing to ask somebody, but <laughs> like, do you find yourself being like, man, fuck them. I wish I like didn't like have that in the back of my head. Well, what? I don't know if I understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. Do you find yourself like catching yourself whether you're like, yeah, I have too much empathy. If I didn't have so much empathy, like I would react to that completely different. I wish I was that guy. Yeah, I don't know if it's. If I ever have thought that I have too much empathy, for me, it's the loyalty that gets me. There are times where I'm like, man, I really wish I could just cut this person off okay. because, you know, this is taking out, this is taking, this is draining on me or something like that. There have been, you know, I've given people fifth and sixth chances before I've finally been like, look, enough is you. enough. So for me, I don't know if it's, empathy might play a little bit into that, but I've always blamed it on loyalty. I've been like, look, sometimes... I like someone will do me one big favor and I'll then allow them to like walk over me for like five or six years before I'm just like, Oh, okay. All right. I see what's going on here. You know, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt too much. So that's how I, got you. I, I use that as my defense that's against good. being some sort of psycho. Yeah. Um, Have you had a point where you're just like, I got to start cutting people off and just gone crazy for a couple of months and just been like, bye, bye. Like, well, yeah, I had, well, I dealt with a, a, diff, a pretty decent stretch of basically just being a recluse when I came back again after, I hate to keep calling back to it, but after after the surgery, after my accident, it yeah. was probably like a good six to eight months before I was really a social person again because I had spent so much time stuck in a different state uh, away from from all of my friends and most of my family that I just, I did a lot of thinking. And then when I came back, I was surrounded by friends again, but I just really didn't want to be around anybody because <laughs> I'd gotten so lost in my own head. I was still, I was trying to figure out things that I'd never even thought about before. And it was, it was almost, I don't know. It was like trying to start from scratch. You start to uh, think about things and realize you kind of been sleepwalking through life your, your whole life. And you're just, well, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. A lot of stuff I took for granted. And that tends you to not want to be social because you don't know how you even feel about these new topics. So you have this kind of desire to talk to someone about it. But at the same time, you can't even explain it to yourself. So how do you express it enough to even have a conversation? And yeah, I got you that. That's some. <laughs> you need a tagline for when you like finish something and don't know what else. Like that's some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop the mic. Bam, bam. <laughs> well, speaking of dropping the mic, yeah, it's it is a uh, about that time. Yeah, I need my I need my beauty sleep. Jesus Christ. That, okay. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, uh oh, Brian had a T-shirt we need to talk about. Oh yeah. So speaking of Holocaust jokes <laughs> and um, 
the future, the future Fuhrer, uh, Mr. Trump. We uh, we have a friend who is selling. Oh, what oh, what was the tagline? Um, they're gonna Anne Frank my ass T-shirts. <laughs> you can email at underscore studios at outlook dot com if you want a ten dollar. They're gonna Anne Frank my ass T-shirt. <laughs> you can funny. you can also if if you're uh, on SoundCloud you can find it on our YouTube version of this video. The link is there. Also, you can just shoot us a tweet or uh send something on facebook at bad dinner guest either one and we will get you in contact so you can get your and frank t-shirt <laughs> you gonna get one uh probably i think i'm gonna get one if yeah. they come in black i'm definitely getting one ten dollars is ten dollars you know, yeah it's not that bad but we'll probably have to put a picture up right or you probably already said that didn't you yeah we'll we'll, we'll get one we'll get one put up nice uh, all of that on baddinnerguest.blogspot.com. Bad Dinner Guest with an S. You probably already said that. Nope. Uh, nice. I left that one for uh, you. Twitter, at Bad Dinner Guests, again with an S at the end of it. SoundCloud, that's the important one. Uh, SoundCloud.com backslash Bad Dinner Guest. And iTunes. You can subscribe and download for free and then delete when you're done. You don't ever have to find them. They come to you. Stitcher, too? Yep. Stitcher. Nice. nice. Cool. Uh, how they find you at? At my boy Kev. Nice on the on the Twitter. <laughs> uh, Facebook at Sixty Grit Radio and Twitter at Sixty Grit Radio, preferably Facebook. Right on. Nighty night.